0: Hi church, I'm so excited for this morning's message. Let's prepare our hearts, minds and our Bibles to hear the wonderful message. Well good morning to Life House Church Mississauga. Welcome to, uh, well this is St Mary's Speen. This is um, the old church This is just across the road from where I live. As you can see it's very old, it's 500 years old this church and sometimes I just like to come here Still my soul reminds me of the generations gone before who've worshipped God here, the hundreds of people who have worshipped God here. And sometimes, to be honest, I, I quite like looking around the, the, the grave sides as well and just kind of reading one or two. This one I was reading earlier. So uh, this lady here, she was buried in 1894, and it just says at the bottom, called home. It gives me a sense of just what I'm living for, life and death and helps me bring some perspective to my life and help me to quiet because where I live just across the road there is very kind of noisy and busy it's the the main road that goes into into London not London Ontario but London England I also want to thank you so much as a church for the manner in which you have looked after Adam and and Lukey at this time the way you've looked after their lovely family for the way you've looked after Talia and the way that you've welcomed their new baby into into the life of the church for those who provided love and care and and support and food and been praying for them. Thank you. Thank you so much. It really helps us to know uh, when we're far away that they have such a fantastic church family as you looking after them. We we were planning to be with you at this time of course that was the plan that we'd literally be with you on this Sunday and there to help Uh, Lukey with the baby but obviously we're not able to do that but hopefully later in the year I am hoping that we'll still be able to physically be with you. I have been joining you you've probably seen um, now and again that I sometimes join in the kind of chat in the right hand side just to kind of say hi because um, we do feel a very strong connection with you as a church through Adam and Lukey but also I just want to honour you as a church and honour what James and Lee are building there at Life. House, honestly, you have got such fantastic leaders, and you have got such a fantastic church. I, I have the benefit of visiting lots of other churches, but honestly, your church is magnificent and unique. I love I love the sense of the presence of God in the worship. I love the great teaching, I love the love in your church as well, the oneness that you seem to have, the moving of the Holy Spirit, the high value of the word and the Holy Spirit, worship, and prayer, and community, and mission. All those fantastic ingredients that make for such a great church. So thank you so much for welcoming Adam and Lukey. That honestly, we pray for you. We love you as a church. We particularly love James and Lee and look forward to seeing you hopefully soon. So one of the things I've noticed that you're a church doing at the moment is looking at some different things about about discipleship and what that means and last week James brought a fantastic message to us in terms of how we can play our part in in the life of the body, how each part is important. He brought those scriptures from Romans to us which are so encouraging And, and today I want us to consider together a little bit more about what the life in the church looks like, what life the Holy Spirit brings us, what are the marks, what are the characteristics of a Holy Spirit filled life. And so where we're going to start is in the book of Galatians in the Bible. So if you've got a Bible or you've got the Bible on your phone, I'd like you to turn with me to the book of Galatians. That's in the New Testament, which means it's it's near the back of the Bible. If you're looking for it, the books of the Bible roughly go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then you have Acts, then Romans, and then you have all the Eons together. One Corinthians, two Corinthians, then Galatians. That's that's how I remember it, and that's how we can find it. So get it on your phone, or or get it on your Bible, and we're going to read from Galatians chapter 5 together, and then we're going to think about what it means. So this is the Apostle Paul Talk, he's writing a letter to a place called Galatia. That's why it's called Galatians. Um, for us these days, Galatia, if you think of the Mediterranean, if you think of the Eastern Mediterranean, then you have Greece and Turkey, and Galatians is in is in that bit on the Mediterranean. And so he, he says this in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit... Let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so we've got these fantastic characteristics of what our lives as believers should look like. And he uses the imagery of, of a tree. We should literally be bearing fruit of love, and joy, and peace. Well, how do, we, how do we do that as believers? How do we, how do we bear that kind of fruit? Well, our, our roots go deep down into God. Our roots, if you like, go go deep down into the water, into the Holy Spirit, if you like, so that we can grow healthy trees and that we can bear the fruit of love and joy and peace. And these other fantastic fruits that, that Paul describes here. But also the story of the fruit and, and bearing joy go, goes goes even further back than that in terms of the Bible. So let me take you to. The Old Testament, almost in the middle of your Bible, you'll find a book called Isaiah. So if you want to find the book of Isaiah, well, right in the middle of the Bible, you probably, you might find Psalms and then you go forward a little bit and you find Proverbs and then Ecclesiastes and then you come to Isaiah. Isaiah is what we call one of the major prophets. That means he's got a bigger book, basically. And so let's let's look at the chapter here just to give us a bit more clue about this joy that we're talking about. So Isaiah chapter 12 says this in verse one. In that day, you will say, I will praise you, Lord. Although you are angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord The Lord himself is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So here we have a clue that we, with joy, draw water from the wells of salvation. Of course, the people in those days didn't have taps in their houses that, that we do in in Mississauga or here in London, England, they would have to go to the well. And so they were used to this image of, of drawing water from the well. And so here I've got some, an ancient bucket for you to see. Uh, before the days of plastic or tin or metal buckets, people would have these old buckets. This is an old bucket you can see. You might be able to see that um, uh, pitch on the outside and, and even pitch on the inside to keep it waterproof. You might even be able to see here as well that there was an arc there where the rope was kind of tied to it. There's also an old ring there where the rope would have gone through and it literally would be lowered down into the well and then, and then filled up with water, hopefully, and then, and then pulled up again. So these buckets would be lowered down into the well. You'd kind of watch and swill it around and then you could feel when the bucket was heavier on the end of the rope and then, and then draw it up. In other words, it's a really good and helpful picture for us to think about in terms of where we get our joy from and how we can sink our buckets into the well of salvation, literally into the well of salvation, and then pull up what we've discovered, this beautiful refreshment, this beautiful water, if you like. So in terms of what we just looked at, so let's look at it again and let's just think about how we could draw blessing or joy from that passage. So turn with me again to that Isaiah passage. So remember, Isaiah chapter 12. And let's just, let's just look at it again. Let's sink our buckets into it again, shall we? Verses 1 to 3. It's called Songs of Praise in my Bible, chapter 12 in that day. So what have we got there? We've got God not being angry with us. That's a reason for joy. We've got you have comforted us. God has comforted us. That's a reason for joy. Comfort, that old word comfort, means to come and fortify. Come, fort. That's where we get the word fort from. So literally, God comes to us and fortifies us. He strengthens us. He helps us. That's another reason for us to feel joy. Let's sink our bucket a bit further down. God is my salvation. I will not be afraid. Another reason to be joyful. The Lord himself is my strength and my defence. Another reason, another reason for feeling joyful. And then we can draw water from the well of salvation. So so can you see how how we sink our bucket? Here's our bucket. We've just sunk it into the word of God in order to refresh us and fortify us, to comfort us, to build our faith and to, and to bring us great joy. And of course, when we read the, elsewhere in, in the New Testament, we find that Jesus talked a lot about joy himself. In fact, if you just want to turn to John chapter 15 with me, because Jesus, it was said of him that he was anointed with joy above his companions. But in in John chapter 15, he says some amazing things about joy. So now we're in the New Testament and one of the Gospels. So the four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. In other words, they're four biographies. And the word Gospel means good news. In fact, I love it at the beginning of both Mark's Gospel and Matthew's Gospel when he says, behold, I bring you good news. And we're going to get a clue. As to what the good news is. So if you found Luke's gospel. Have you found Luke's gospel? So here we are. And then John's gospel is the one after. John chapter 15. This is another cause for great joy. Here we are. You ready? We're going to sink our bucket. Down into the word of God a bit more. And draw forth from the well of salvation. With great joy. Here we go. Verse 9. As the father has loved me. So have I loved you. This is Jesus speaking. Now, remain in my love. If you can keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Here we go. Verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be in you complete. How wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? God is reassuring us through his son Jesus that he loves us, that he wants us, and that he wants to give us joy, and that joy to be complete. Jesus wants his joy to be in us. So here we are again, sinking our bucket, sinking our bucket, down to the word of God, drawing from the well of salvation, with great joy and there's more there's still more because when Jesus says I've come to bring you good news let's just think for a moment and think oh so what so what kind of good news is that what's what is the good news that Jesus wants to bring us well the good news that Jesus brought was of the kingdom the good news that Jesus brought was that God loves you the good news that Jesus brought was that God loves you and knows you intimately In fact, Jesus said, he knows the very hairs on your head. That's how intimately God knows you. It was a picture, if you like, of how intimately God wants to have a relationship with us. Not only that, God doesn't just know you and love you and want to have a relationship with you. He wants to bless you as well. God wants to do you good. He's got good things for you. He wants to give you his love. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace he wants to give you self-control he wants to give you gentleness all these other fruit that we've been talking about God wants to give them to you he's that good that's great news isn't it no wonder we could be joyful no wonder we could be joyful as believers because of the good things that God wants to do for us but there's still more because Jesus came proclaiming the kingdom of God but demonstrating the kingdom of God as well saying what God was like and what our relationship with him and with others was like, but also healing people, healing the sick, delivering them from oppression and demonic oppression. In other words, Jesus gives us good news that he wants to heal, that you might be one of those watching today and you are in pain. Even as you're watching this, you are in pain. You might have physical pain even now. You might have physical pain. You could have physical pain in your abdomen, physical pain in your lungs, physical pain in your back, physical pain at the back of your eyes, physical pain in your inner ear. All those things have come to me just as I've been speaking. You might have physical pain as a, as a woman in your ovaries. There's all kinds of physical pain that some of you are experiencing even now and have been dealing with for some weeks and months. The good news is, that Jesus comes to heal our bodies and to touch our bodies and make us well and bring us relief from suffering. That's good news. That's good news. And it's another reason for us to feel joyful. He doesn't just heal our bodies, however. Jesus also comes and heals our wounded hearts and our damaged hearts. You might have had your heart broken by somebody. You might have had your heart literally trampled on by somebody. You might have been terribly disappointed in a relationship. The engagement that you thought was going to go all the way through to happy wedding day and being husband and wife together was called off with weeks to go. You might have been abused in all kinds of terrible ways and yet Jesus comes not just to heal our bodies but to heal our broken hearts. And to mend our wounds as well. You might not forget the event, but the sting of the event can be taken away through the love of Christ. And the good news is, too, He doesn't care just about our bodies and our broken hearts, but cares too about our troubled minds as well. This is also a reason for great joy and a reason for us celebrating with great joy, sinking our bucket down into the well of salvation, drawing it with great joy, because Jesus also can bring peace to the storm. Peace to the storm of a troubled mind where there's been anxiety, where there's been psychotic episodes, those struggling with depression, just feeling low. Hey, during this time of pandemic and lockdown, I don't know about you, but the low days seem to mount up, don't they? Those feelings of ah just seem to collide, just collide one day after another. But Jesus comes to part, literally part the clouds to shine the sunshine of His life and His love and His healing and His grace of His mercy and His peace into our troubled minds. I really love it when. Jesus appears to his disciples after the resurrection and the very first thing he says to them is peace be with you. Now I guess that was probably because they were very anxious. They'd been very anxious now for three days. Jesus, their master, their saviour, the rabbi, the one in whom they placed all their trust was now crucified and they were hiding. Very anxious. They might be next. uncertain about what was going to happen to them uncertain what was going to happen at all. Suddenly, the risen Lord Jesus Christ appears to them, which is probably a bit alarming. And the first thing he says is peace. Peace to you. For some of you this morning, that's, that's what you need most, is to know the peace of Christ in your heart, where your heart's been in great turmoil, where your mind has been very anxious. Jesus comes right now to minister his peace to you. See, all these good things, all this comes from the well of salvation that we are sinking our bucket into this morning. And this joy that we're talking about isn't isn't the same as happiness. It is not the same as happiness. Happiness, the word happiness, comes from happenings. So in other words, a happening can make you feel happy. So that might be, I mean, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember when the Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series. I can remember it and that made me very happy. I was, I was very happy about that or whichever team you support, whether it's, whether it's the Raptors or the Blue Jays or whoever it is, that might make you happy when they do well. But but happenings and that kind of happiness only lasts for a while and is dependent upon circumstance. This kind of joy, the joy of the Lord, And Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. This kind of joy is much deeper. This is deep within. This joy that we're talking about this morning is the joy that comes from knowing God and knowing what he has done for you in Christ. That is the joy that we're talking about this morning. That's the joy. So when Paul says, be joyful always. He wants us to be those kind of disciples, those kind of followers of Jesus who have that full measure of joy in us, who are full of the Holy Spirit and bearing love and joy and peace. Because, of course, the great thing is when you're doing that and then when we come together in fellowship, as James was saying last week, what happens is that we can kind of pick the fruit of others, you you might be feeling you might be feeling a bit just just a bit kind of empty in the joy division. You might just be feeling mm, I'm just not i I've kind of lost my joy this week. And then you get with your brother and sisters, you get together in the young adults group with Adam and Luke. You say, and suddenly even with Adam and Luke, because they're the kind of couple who do this. They are full of the Holy Spirit, and they bear the fruit of joy. And you can be with them, and oh, actually, yeah, I'll take some of that. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good joy. Oh yeah, that refreshes me. We can we can bless each other. We can serve each other in this way by, Oh, that person is full of love. You can see that, can't you? You can see that in James and Lee as well. I don't know about you. When I'm in James and Lee, to be honest, I just feel better. <laughs> I just feel better. Why? Why do I feel better by being with James and Lee? It's because they are full of the Holy Spirit. And they easily and naturally bear fruit. They're just overflowing with the Holy Spirit. They're overflowing with love. They're overflowing with joy. They're overflowing with peace. Their life bears fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when we come together in fellowship, we can literally encourage one another and catch each other's love and catch each other's joy and catch each other's peace. And that helps us to grow and to bear fruit as well, doesn't it? So, brothers and sisters, a Lifehouse Church Mississauga as I finish, I want to thank you very much for having me this morning. I want to look forward to seeing you in the autumn. I hope once again, thank you so much for looking after baby Zariah and Talia and Adam and Lukey for me. And I'll hope that I can thank you personally in the not too distant future. But before I go, I'd really love us to pray together. Can we do that? Father God, we thank you for your amazing love for us. And we thank you for your promise to send your Holy Spirit. And we thank you that your Holy Spirit dwells within us and your Holy Spirit, as we read right at the beginning, gives us love and gives us joy and gives us peace. And as your disciples, Jesus, as your followers, I pray even now, Lord, even now for those watching across the world. I pray, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to come upon them. I pray for a fresh, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, even now. I pray, Lord, for joy to well up in our hearts, even now bubbles of joy as we've spent this time, Lord Jesus, in your word sinking our buckets into the well of salvation, and now we pull it up. I pray, Lord, for joy to come to my friends. I pray for those, Lord, who have been anxious this week, who've been struggling with dark thoughts, struggling with depression. The clouds of anxiety about the future have literally come in on them. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now, for your love and your joy and your peace to pierce the clouds of darkness, for your light to come. I thank you, Lord, that your word says the Lord sends his light and his love. And so I pray here from London, England, Lord, I pray that you would send your light and send your love to my friends across the world, those in Mississauga right now and others from around the world who are watching this, that your light and your love would pierce the darkness. And dispel the clouds of anxiety and depression right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for those too, Lord, who need a healing touch upon their bodies, Lord. Those I mentioned and those I didn't mention. You know them all right now, Jesus. And I, I pray. I maybe maybe if you're listening, maybe if you're watching and you, you're struggling physically with something, I, can I ask you if it's appropriate to, to place your hand on the hurting? the hurting part of your body, the hurting part of your anatomy. And um, while, I, while I pray for you, just imagine that Jesus is, is right next to you and that Jesus is touching that part of your body right now. Jesus, thank you that you know each one of us. And you know our hurts and you know our pains. And I, I pray right now, Lord, for you to touch, touch these bodies that need healing right now. Bring relief right now, Jesus, I pray. Relief from pain right now. Right now, healing from from pain, I pray, Lord Jesus. Well, once again, my dear friends, thank you so much for having me. And I really look forward and really hope to be able to be with you in person and to see you soon. God bless you. Be joyful always. That was an incredible word. We pray that the message today brings you peace and clarity. Don't forget to comment a heart emoji in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we invite you to join us for our online connect rooms at 1130 today. The link will be provided in the chat or on our website at lifehouse.ca. On our website, you can also view our active life groups. All you have to do is visit lifehousechurch.ca slash lifegroups, and you can sign up for the life groups that work for you. So get connected and make some new friends. And Church, if you want to continue your giving or support to our church online, the links are right here for you to do so. And that's it from us today. We love you so much, Church. We'll see you next week.